Have you ever been in a place where uh, you are right now? Some of us, we have these big ideas in our head. Some of us are in transition from one place to another, one job to another, one relationship to a better relationship, one business to another business, out of high school into college, last semester of college. Woo, woo, thank God. Uh, all those things, we get in these transitions in our lives and we get stuck. It can be confusing. We even talk about fasting and praying. And then there can be this onset of thought that says, will I have the courage to do what God's telling me? Will I have the wherewithal to work through it? Do I have the guts to go big? Do I have the wherewithal in me to trust my own instincts? Do I have what I, am I prepared for what could happen? Not just the bad, but the good. Some people are afraid of God doing something big in their life because they know it's going to make them more responsible for something. There are all sorts of reasons that we can decide not to go big. We can settle for a lateral job instead of a better one. We can settle for a lateral position on the high school team instead of a higher position. We can, we can just say, God, thank you for what you've done in my life, and I'm good right here. But there comes a time in your life, I didn't, we didn't just name this consecration manifest just to come up with the word. Oh, yeah, you're going to manifest. If, if some of you, if, if, if parts of you don't survive, you're going to come in this kingdom with one leg or two. You're, you're going to come into this thing. There is absolutely no compromise, not up in this house, right? Some of you. And I'm telling you, my sermon today is go big. I'm not even going to add go home. You ain't got no choice to go back. Go back to what? What was that anyway? Even if it was good. Thank you, Lord. I'm moving on. There's something bigger. There's something better. And that's why God has been challenging you for years. He's been challenging you for years to bring you to this moment right here. Shout go big. What I'm saying by going big, and I'll just say it right up front, I want you to go ahead and become intentionally great. Go ahead and become intentionally great. Don't ask for permission anymore. Don't wonder what nobody's going to think about it. Don't, don't, don't wonder if anybody's going to like it. They're not going to like it. Don't wonder if your friend's going to hold you back. Not now, not anymore. What if the things you've been dreaming have not worked because you haven't gone big enough? You're posting on Instagram, but you haven't even added $5 to boost it. <laughs> if you're going to be out there, go ahead and be. If you're going to do it, go ahead and do it. You at least need to fail big. Okay, even if you've never done anything big, fail at something you're trying to do this big. We'll catch you. We'll stick with you. That's what we do here. Now, what we don't do here is make a bunch of excuses. It's the environment for going big. So that's what I want to talk to you about. And I do have some scripture. Now, 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 hold on now. Now, tighten up your jock strap. <laughs> yeah, that one. 
Adjust all of your extensions. Pull it tight. Hang on to yourself because I'm going to say some things that you may not like, you may not have heard like this, and in your mind you might fight it. But I'm going to give it to you in the Word. And it's some stuff I've been living by that I haven't been able to teach you. But now's the time for you to learn. Shout it. I'm going to go big. Okay. Now, here's some questions I want you to answer for yourself, not for me. For yourself. Questions. How do I change my consciousness of myself? How do I change the consciousness of myself? Second question. You know, yourself is who you are and it's what everything is around you. You're making your world by being who you are. If you, if, you, if you did not listen to Drench last night, go catch it before it's taken down. Okay? How do I change my consciousness of myself? Number two, how can I know what I really want? How can I find out what I, me, not my children, not my boss, not my pastor, not my husband or wife. How can I know what I want? Number three, what can defeat my barriers of manifestation? Because all of us have barriers that are set up between what we really want and manifesting it. When I say manifest, I'm not talking about stuff that's out there. Yes, there's stuff out there made in the invisible. My job is to bring it out of the obscure into my hands, out of my head in my hands. I should be able to dream about it, but eventually I should be able to walk on it. I should be able to drive it. People don't like the big car you're going to drive, pick them up, take them for a ride. The worst thing you could do is not buy the car because they're looking. That ain't helping nobody. You ain't helping nobody by leaving your deals on the table. Well, I can't like you. I can't like you because my friend like you. Listen, you can stay my friend, but this is my man I've been praying for. Hey. Okay, y'all don't. Okay. What are my barriers? Sometimes you're your biggest problem. Number four, when does fear leave my life? When does apprehension leave my life? When does contemplation leave my life? When, when will... When will second guessing myself leave my life? When will I be able to just shoot the ball, throw the ball, push the button, do what God? When, what day, when, when is that going to happen for me? I see it happening for other people. I see other people trusting themselves. I see other people doing what's in their heart. I see other people jumping off cliffs and growing wings on the way down. When is that kind of spirit going to happen to me? Next question. Y'all liking these questions? They make you think. How can I start to manifest perpetually? Can I mean, is there a way I can get into manifestation that it happens every minute? A new good thing is happening to me. A new good relationship is happening to me. A, a, a new idea is happening with me. Uh, new ways to make money is happening. A new opportunity, a new open door, a new gesture of favor. Every time, every time I turn around, somebody's doing something for my life. Can I, can I live in, can I get into a place 
where all I know is good manifestation. Can I do that? Is it possible? Is it legal? Can we do that as Christians? By the way, I turned in my Christian card. The last five years showed me I wasn't a Christian. I don't know what that was. I'm sorry. I, y'all, nah, bye. I don't know what that was. I don't want anything to do with that foolishness. None of it. No one, one side or the other, I will I give my authority to. I'm not believing in nobody to make me go to jail. Okay, so no. If I'm going to jail, I'm going to go to jail trying to build a business, protecting my wife and my family, protecting you. You do that on your own. Go big. Now, don't say go home. We don't want none of y'all to go home because going back will kill you. Last question. Ooh, yeah. Lord have mercy. Put it on the screen. Y'all read it loud. Put that last question up there. Read it. That thing you're asking for, what if you had it right now? What would you be doing? What if you'd already manifested the relationship? What if your company was now worth the five or ten million you prayed for? What if it was there? What if it was there right now? What would you be doing now? What would you leave the church today if you had the five-time increase on your job? What would you do today if you were married already? What would you be doing right now if you had what you're praying for? Write it down. Because that's what I'm going to challenge you to do when you leave. I'm going to challenge you when you leave here today. If you would be doing it, if you already have it, I'm challenging you to start having it. Right now. Right now. You may or may not like this story, but I told God, I said, God, I'm not going to spend a lot of money till I get to this goal. And then finally I told him, I said, when I turn 60, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy this particular thing for myself. I'm going to buy it, which I just don't do. I take care of my family, and I take care of this church with every penny that comes through my hand. Right? But I told God, I said, when I get there, though, God, and I think it'll be about this age, I'm going to buy that for myself. I'm going to put my wife on the other side of it, give her a Jackie old sunglasses and a, and a, and a, 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 you know, a scarf on her head, and just sit over there and read. Watch me drive this convertible. That's what I told God. I said, I'm going to buy it myself. God told me a few months ago, he said, that's my problem with you. You keep talking about when you get somewhere that I done already made you get there. He said, Martin, go big. I didn't even ask or pray for it. Someone calls me and says, hey, I'm working this thing out for you. Really? With what? The particular car I dreamed. And finally called me and said, I think I have it ready. Take your time. Nobody else can buy it. Because I decided I'm going to go big. I'm going to act like it's already done. And once you act like it's already done, you don't have to go looking for it. It will find. So what would you be doing? I'm asking you one more time. Then I'll get into this. What would you be doing right now? If you had your dream and manifestation in your hands. 
If you're a lawyer, Callie, go buy the lawyer bag. Get you some business cards. Well, I'm still in school. Well, then stay in school. But if you want to act like the Bible teaches, you have it before you have it. And once you have it, then you can. <laughs> but if you never have it by faith, you'll never. That's how this thing works, Sister Christian. My brother Christian, this is how this works. This is not God give it to me so I can dance at church. No, you got to dance at church before you see it. <laughs> That's how this thing works. You want some scripture? I'll say, okay, so now watch this now. I'm going to give you a couple things, and that's why I wanted to set you up for it. I'm going to give you a couple things that you're going to be like, ooh, I don't know about that, Pastor. Oh, I don't know. Now, those of you who are with me, with me, and you're like, I ain't got no time. Think about it. I don't know you long No, I'm from Mississippi. I've known you long enough. I mean, I may not understand it, but I'm going I'm to eat this because I know it's going to make me healthy. That's all I'm asking y'all for. Okay, I'm fixing to give you some stuff you may not have heard. Number one, stop lying to yourself. Stop it. Say it with me. Stop it. I mean, say it like you're talking to a two-year-old. <laughs> Would you please stop it? Stop lying to yourself. Stop trying to trick yourself into wanting something you don't want. They would say settle. It's not about settling. You don't settle, son, until you decide to lie to yourself. This will be okay. This is good for now. You know it's not good for now. So watch what the Bible says, James 4 and 1. Can I give you some scripture? If I don't finish, I'm just not going to finish. I want to make sure you get these points. Say it to me. I'm going to stop lying to myself. James 4 and 1. This is so crazy. It says, what causes fights among you? Why y'all fighting? What are these quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You want something, but you don't get it. You kill and you covet, but you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight. This is what's happening on our planet. Everybody's fighting against one another. Everybody's dividing against one another because we have desires we don't get. Let me tell you why you don't get your desires, because you're lying about them. The life God wants for you is not matching what you're settling for. You just need to tell yourself the truth. Get over your, your blind humility. I'm humble. I'm humble, and my poverty proves it. You're as dumb as two left shoes. That makes absolutely no sense. How can your poverty teach somebody about God? How does depression do that? Yeah, I'm standing up here. I'm standing right here. Never ran from nobody and ain't running from you. Why? You know, you know that ain't the car for you. You know, you accept these little cars, these little houses, these little jobs. You, you accept this little stuff, and then you get fired. You, 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 settle, you settle for that dude or for that girl, and you know it's not quite what God told me. And you bring them, you drag them home. 
thinking that the anointing's going to help y'all stay married. <laughs> he ain't what you wanted. Why in that little old house does everything break? It ain't the house you want. When you get in the house you really want, nothing breaks. When you go after the house God wants for you, he gives you the job to pay for it. Nothing breaks in the house. That's how this works. You go outside of your desire, you keep lying to yourself, you're going to end up with broken stuff all the time. You're going to get the job, but they're going to hate you there. You're going to hate going to work. You're not going to like the job because this ain't the job you wanted. Stop lying. That's Mississippi. Stop lying. You lie all the time. That's what we say down south. <laughs> Stop lying. Tell yourself, this is what I want. Why? You may lie to others, but never lie to yourself. This is what I want. And I want it, I want it like this. I want this color. This is how I want it to function. This is what I want to do with my life. I, I, I want to be an owner. I want to be the owner of a bank. Messed around and told some of my friends that 10 years ago. I want to be the owner of a bank. You, Martin, what is wrong with you? You can't own no bank. You know what a, owning a bank? You know how many black men own a bank? You know what it takes to own a bank? You need $50 million to own a bank? I said, I don't, I don't know none of that. And don't tell me. Don't tell me all that because you scared me. All I know is that I want to own a bank. I want control over my money, and I want, control, I want other people to have control of their money. I want a bank. I want it to be legal. I don't want to be passing money out of the mattress. And look at what's happening. Did I go looking for it? No. What if I just asked for a credit union? I don't want no credit union. Okay, um, okay. I ain't studying none of y'all. Who listening? Let me look at you. I, I, I don't want a credit union. I want a real FDIC, SEC, OCC regulated bank. I want a hospital too. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I have learned how to make some things happen. And I'm trying to give them to you. One more time, say it. I'm done lying to myself. Now, when you tell yourself the truth, don't ask the second question. I want this. Don't ask, how am I going to make it happen? Dumb question. There is such a thing as a dumb question. When you start asking how, that is dumb. Ignorant. My school teacher, who I love, is sitting here. She's like, she's looking at me. I know. They, they worked on me in the second grade. It didn't work. They tried to give me a pill. My sister said, don't give him no pill. He's going to be all right. You have got to decide what it is you want because God can only give you the desires of your heart. He can't work with this foolish imitations you keep sending him. He knows what he put in you to desire. Your desire is not your desire. It's God who placed it in you because it's already made in the invisible. He put it in you so you could bring it here. So you're trying to bring something out of the invisible that God did not make for you. I wish I could shout and preach myself. 
It is out there made for you before he sat down in Genesis 3. And now you're trying to bring something out of the unseen world that was not created for you. That's why you're fighting. You're fighting inside yourself. Why am I not further than this? Because I settled and lied to myself. I couldn't work it out, so I settled for something and lied to myself. This is okay. I can live with this. I, I can handle this. One of these old days, and it won't be long, you'll look for me and I'll be gone. I'm going up to heaven where I'll sing and shout. There'll be nobody there to turn me out. I told God they would sing them songs when I was in church. I would stop playing on the drums. I just stopped playing. You need to play. I said, I can't play to that song. I'm 12, and now y'all want me to look like y'all at 80 years old and I ain't got nothing. I just can't do that. I want some money. I want to travel. I want a fine wife. I mean, I want a fine wife, and I want to take her places. <laughs> I can't sing that. You mean tell me I got to wait till I, me, got to wait till I get to heaven? Then I found out this heaven y'all talking about. Uh-oh. Oh, Lord Jesus. That this heaven y'all talking about don't exist. It was a ploy so that you could get me to believe there was an afterlife. So I would serve you here. Huh? You mean to tell me heaven is really the fourth dimension? And I'm walking around heaven all day now? That it's not up there? It's right here. You just can't see it. Okay, okay. You can't smell it. You can't touch it. You, you can't, but it's here. And when you decide to walk into heaven, you can live in heaven on earth. One more time, look at your neighbor and say, stop lying, stop lying, stop lying. I want to give you number two. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting ready to erase some stuff out of your life. Let's give, Satan, let's give, let's give the devil a definition. <laughs> Hold on now. Hold on to your religion. If it's important to you, let's name him. Growing up in the church, they would talk about the, the devil done attack me. Ha! And I'm like, where is he? I mean, can we find him and we can knock the hell out of him? I mean, can, can, can we shoot him? Can we? I mean, what, what is the dude? Okay, y'all. I mean, you know the devil's from hell. That's why I would ask. I got most whippings in church. The devil may have given you a bad week. And I'm like, can, we, can somebody tell me who he is so we can stop him? Because all we have at this church is bad weeks. If it's the devil, let's, I don't know, let's put him in jail or something. So I want to give you a definition of Satan. 
Now, now, these are the kind of discussions we have at home and we fuss. Watch this now. I'm going to give you a scripture. I'm going to give you the Bible. I'm going to give you Luke 4 and 8. Watch this now. Luke 4 and 8. Jesus said to him, get behind me, Satan. This is, this is Satan in the garden talking to him. Okay. Watch what he says. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord God and him alone. You shall serve him. Jesus is talking to Satan. Am I right about it? Okay, now go to this scripture. Go to Matthew 16, 16, 22. Jesus stands up and he tells Peter and his disciples, he says, now look now, uh, uh, look now guys, I'm getting ready to die. I'm going to be crucified. I'm going to go into the heart of the earth. And in three days I'm going to rise again. Right? Peter, Peter said to Jesus, Peter said to Jesus, then Peter took him. Peter said, come on, dude, come over here. Forget, forget them other 11 guys. Come over here, Jesus. Now, Jesus, I don't know what you're talking about. But you are not getting ready to die. This is not what's getting ready to happen here. You are not going to give your life. I don't know. I don't know who these people are. But I'm telling you, you're not dying. That's it. There ain't going to be no cross. These three days, we don't know what you're talking about. We ain't never seen nobody except Lazarus. And we don't know how you pull that off. But we, we, this, this is not what's getting ready to happen. Jesus says something to Peter. Satan's not here. What does he say? But he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. He's talking to Peter, whom he gave the church. So what is Satan? Uh-huh. I'm going to tell you. Satan, the devil, the devil, the whoever you call him, Satanos or Diablo, whatever your name for him is. I'm finna tell you so you can identify him, shoot him, cast him out, put him in jail every time he shows up. Satan is anything that is not like God that enters my mind. Anything that enters my mind that ain't God, that's the devil. Worship me, he said to Jesus. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Peter said, you're not going to die. He said, get behind me, Satan. Satan is this. Satan is doubt. Satan is fear. Satan is contemplation. Anytime a thought contrary to your desire comes into your mind, call it the devil. Now, that's the devil. Identify him. That's the devil, and I cast you out. Put them all on your head and say, in the name of Jesus, after you lay hands on yourself, fall out. <laughs> Don't play with it. You ought to practice it. Oh, my God. My two-year-old daughter, that's all she liked. She liked for you to get on your knees, and she would lay hands on you, and she would, ba 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 da ba da ba Then she say, you can fall down now. So for about a whole year, we just falling out, falling out. And finally, I said, girl, I'm tired of falling out. Can we come up with something else? Satan is 
any thought, any idea, any accusation, any premise, anything of substance that comes into your world and it's not like God. That's the devil. Point him out. You'll never pass. Your child can't study this. That is the devil. You ought to practice for a week. Oh, that's the devil. That's what it's like. Don't you leave your job? You got a wife and kids to support. Oh, that's the devil. Oh, that's the hmm. You ain't as big as I thought you was. That little thought you put in my head is puny compared to me being big. You were more, why did they make you so important? Why have they built you up to be so big? Jesus said, yeah, y'all, y'all upset because Satan is coming. But he ain't got nothing in me. I'm too big for him. Identify Satan. Three. Okay, how much time I got? Three. Watch this now. Number three. Become aware of yourself. This is why you might need to listen to Drench. You need to become aware of self. Don't be selfish. I'm telling you to be selfish. Because if you never become aware of who you are, you'll never love me. If you don't love you, how are you going to love me? Make sure the man you marry loves himself. Because he can't love you if he doesn't love himself. If he's smoking, don't marry him. If he's drinking, don't marry him. Not because smoking and drinking is a sin. It's because he's killing himself. Mm-hmm. Beware of self. Let me, let me give you the other side of this God taught me years ago. Y'all all right? Don't write me now because I'm going to write you back. Okay. Uh, Matthew 16, 13 through 19, there's a story about Jesus coming out of Philippi. And Jesus, because Jesus, gonna, now he's going to ask a question. I'm just going to show you something now. Don't buck against it. Just ride with me. Je Jesus comes out of Philippi, and he asks a question. He says, now, who do they say I am? Who do men, people outside? Okay. He's asking, who do people outside of me say I am? And they start telling him, they give him three prophets. You know, there's John the Baptist, the prophet, there's Elijah, the prophet, and there's Jeremiah, the prophet, and then there are other prophets. And he said to them, okay, he's now talking to himself, really. The thing that you have discipled. Okay, the thing in your life you have raised up, you've trained it and taught it, and that's you. So he says, he asks this question. So you're my disciples, Martin, Martin. You really have discipled Martin. So, Martin, I want you to tell me who you think you are. Who am I to the people I've spent most of my time with? It's me. That ain't you. I never let you tell me who I am. Jesus says, so who do you guys, inside, who do you guys say I am? 
And the I am in his team says, you are the Christ. You're the son of God. You're the one that will be the coming king. Listen to me. Until you become aware of yourself, no one outside of you will become aware. No one knows you. Your mama don't know you. And you don't need everyone to know you. Everybody doesn't have to get you. Everybody doesn't have to believe in you. And if you want people to believe in you, you have to believe in you. Because people who don't believe in you hope that you don't believe in you. Then they can take all of your energy and use it for themselves. Say it with me. Ain't nobody got no right to my energy. Ain't nobody got no right to my anointing. Ain't nobody got no right to my power. I said, say it. Ain't nobody got a right to my power. That belongs to you. And if you don't have that power, you cannot manifest what's yours by right. It is your right to manifest. You have an obligation to bring out of the unseen what God put in your heart. You have to do it. Can you please, if I give you if I give you $2 billion, could you make a vaccine that doesn't kill people? Could you, could you make a vaccine that's not the disease? You have to manifest what's in you. But you can't do that unless you know yourself. Here's why. Consciousness is the only law. Please write it down. What you think of yourself is the law of the universe. Okay. Jesus is like this. How many times do you read in the Bible when Jesus would say, uh, who are you? Then he'd ask what? What do you want? What do you want me to do for you? What is it you desire? Well, I want to see. I want to walk. Right? I want my brother to be raised from the dead. I want my son, I want the demon to be cast out of him. I want my daughter, I want my daughter to stop being vexated by demons. And whatever they asked for is what he gave. But what if they'd act like some of us? Jesus says, what do you want? Well, you know, Jesus, I'm good. Everything all good, Jesus. I mean, I had to walk to work this morning, a stupid car, you know, the block throws up. Too cold. But I'm good, Jesus. What's Jesus going to give you? Nothing. Because, again, you're lying to yourself. <laughs> and you're not in the position to manifest because you don't know yourself. Whatever is outside of my life, I have to re eventually realize that what's inside of my life is creating what's on the outside of my life. Write this down. Nothing, Jesus said, Jesus said, nothing, nothing comes to me except I call it. 
Now, y'all thought he was talking about sinners, but he used the word nothing. I found Jesus. I came to the Lord. You ain't came to no Lord. He came to get you. I found him, really. It is your consciousness that builds your world. Okay, let, let me go back then. In Genesis 1, big discussion in our house. God makes light. He makes consciousness. Then the Bible says he brooded over the waters. What God is doing is he's creating a law on earth that only what he really desires and sees himself as will happen. But when he created that law, like the law of gravity, he has to obey the law, and so must we. So after Genesis 1 and 3, whatever I want truly in my heart doesn't matter. What matters is, am I that thing? Is it my consciousness? Is it who I see myself to be? Do I deserve it? Am I worthy of it? Can I have it in humility? Can I use it? In other words, if I don't believe I can have it, if I don't see myself as having it, I will still eventually create my world out of what I think of myself. So I have to admit to me, what I got, I built. If I want to build something else, I have to change my consciousness. Do you know, I got tired of watching TV, so I got rid of it. Saved, I don't know, a couple hundred, 300 bucks a month. So now we choose what we watch. Every now and then when I'm watching a football game or something, I have to watch the TV. Y'all, what happened? You get five minutes of show and five minutes of commercials. I'm like, when are these commercials going to stop? And why would you pay $3 million for a 30-second commercial? Because people understand. If I can get you to give me your consciousness, if I can tell you what to want, if I can turn you into what I want to sell you, that's worth billions to me. So my family, they'll just turn because I start talking. I start talking to the commercials. Callie's like, oh, oh, don't let dad watch that. Don't let him watch Because I start talking. I ain't giving you my power. No, I don't want that. Why are you still on the TV? Get out of the way. I don't even like that kind of food. It never looked like that in the restaurant. I'm talking to TV. You're not getting my consciousness. And one time I was so mad at the TV commercial. I said, Bay. I said, Bay. She said, What, Martin? Because <laughs> she knew. I said, Can you go in there and just cook me a little bit of this? I asked the last time. I said, Can you get, I'm going to cut the corn off the, off the cob. Can you get to go fry me some corn? What was I doing? I'm telling that man on TV, You ain't getting me to go to no restaurant and eat no. No. I'm going to eat right here. <laughs> I'm fussing in my own head. But you might have to go that far to protect your consciousness. 
Man, that, that fried corn off the cob was so good. That pepper and salt in there. She put a little something in there. I don't know what it was, and she won't tell me. But I don't care. You know, I trust her hand. I'll just eat it. If you're not conscious, I'm going to stop right here. What are you conscious of? Okay, do this for me. That thing you really desire? Huh? You, you see it? Does it match what you think of yourself? Da, 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 da. That thing you really want, does it match how you really feel about yourself? Because what's holding this up is how you feel about you. Not, this ain't got nothing to do with God no more. Have your children ever been bullied? Hmm? We had to deal with this early. A little boy going to school, and I just said to him, you know, Dad, this happened. I said, I know. I get it. I understand. What are you going to do about it? I don't know. Well, I told the teacher. I said, that's good. What else you do? I told, you know, I told the coach. I, told, I said, what else are you going to do? I'm not sure, Dad. It keeps happening every day. It doesn't matter. The system's not made to stop bullies. I said, okay. So what are you going to do? You want me to come to the school? No, Dad. <laughs> Josh said, no, Dad. I don't want you to come to school. Don't come up there, Daddy. Uh-uh. No, I want you to come. I said, what you going to do? He said, I'm not sure. I said, Josh, you sing at home. You sing all the time in the car with us. We try to get you to shut up. Stop singing, little donkey. I said, Josh, sing on your way to school. Sing on the bus. Sing under your breath in the classroom. You're made to sing. Just go to school and just sing. Sing walking down the hallway. Sing when you're at your locker. Even if it's not out loud, just sing. So Josh starts singing. You can hear him two blocks away coming home, just singing. He starts singing in school, and the friends that came to him, the people who defended him in the hallway, what did I want him to do? I wanted him simply to become aware of himself. Once you become big, you can't be swallowed. We didn't know you in the city. We were kind of weary and leery of you. You've not come out and talked to us. Now you're showing up as part owner of this entity. We don't know. We know AWC. We see your people all over town. They're highly talented people, but we didn't know you. We didn't know if you were an introvert. We didn't know if you were against the city. We didn't know if you wanted to be involved. And I said, what are you really saying? We really thought you were a bit ag uh, uh, not, uh, uh, arrogant. We thought you felt good about yourself. We thought you felt like whatever. I said, now that's the truth. Now you hit me on the head. You hit me right on the head. I feel darn good about my God. And if I feel good about him and he's in here, I feel good about me. I'm going to stand here without shoes on my feet and with nappy hair. Don't make no difference to me. I'm going to stand here and manifest everything God has given to me. I deserve it. I know how to mow grass. I know how to slop the hog. And I also know how to wear Versace. I can do it all. Don't make no difference to me. 
if you like them or not. Let me look on the camera because they're like, Lord Jesus, he's just killing the poor church. No, this is what we do, honey. This, this is where we at. We ain't, listen to me, we ain't getting ready to skip no filet mignon for seven days just so we can be religious. That ain't what, we, that ain't what I'm trying to do. I'm going to put myself in position to change how I think about myself. Fasting doesn't change God. It changes me. Fasting points out the stuff I'm hungry for that I need to stop eating. It points out the stuff I long for that I need to let it go. It points out my fears. It points out the stuff I'm apprehensive about. It tells me what I'm not doing that I should be doing. That's why I'm fasting. So I can get to know me. I, say it with me. Just preach to yourself. I need to know me. Come on, talk to yourself. I need, to, I need to introduce myself to me. I know everybody, but I don't know myself. I know what my kids want. I know what my family wants. I don't even know what I want. I don't even know what color I like. I don't even know what kind of car I want to try. I don't even know what my favorite food is. I've been taking care of these boys, these girls, my husband, my wife, the kids at school, where I work, my boss. I haven't even taken time to figure out me. And I'm challenging you. Get the right concept of yourself. So when you ask for the new job, it manifests in three days instead of three years. Because it can happen as quick as three days. Dependent on how you feel about yourself. Should I keep going or quit? Watch this now. Consciousness is the only cause. Here we go. How you see yourself is a law. You can't pray this away. This is the kingdom. It's a law. God can't step outside of his law. If God had to use his consciousness to create the earth, your words are not going to be enough. Your words have to speak out of the person. The only reason God's words worked is because they came out of him. The only way your words are going to work is if they come... Your words are going to bring to pass whatever is inside you. There's this energy. If God's not a body, if he doesn't have all this stuff, what does he have? He has a spirit. God doesn't have a soul. He doesn't have a soul. Stop. He don't need to be saved. He's never sinned. He ain't smoked no reefer or slept with nobody out of wedlock. He don't need your salvation. <laughs> that ain't what we're doing. He is all spirit. He never talks to your soul. He never talks to your body. The only thing in you he can communicate with is your spirit. And when he comes to your, see, the spirit doesn't fear, Callie. The spirit has no anxiousness. It has no worries. Your spirit is, is, is a-emotional. So when he comes to tell you, that ain't really the job you want. You don't just want to make 300000 You want to make a couple million a year and hire five people and pay him 300000 That's really what you want. He's talking to your spirit. And you're like, God, I just wrote the job. No, you don't, boy. Hush. 
His spirit doesn't know how to laugh. It doesn't know how to joke. God does not host Saturday Night Live. When he comes to you, Amira, when he comes to you and shows you something, it means it already exists. He doesn't know how to play. His only hindrance is how you feel about you. If you don't think you deserve it, he can't give it to you. It's not that he won't, Ernest. He can't. So work on yourself. Pat yourself on the back. Pick yourself up and say, dang, I look good today. I am so smart. I am so brilliant. I'm an amazing leader. I have so much wisdom and knowledge and understanding. I know how to do that. I can do that. I mean, I can really do it. That's my anointing. Everybody loves me. I ain't watching another video of nobody shooting nobody, nobody choking nobody, nobody kneeling on nobody, nobody sending nobody to fight. I ain't watching it no more. I'm going to go inside myself and say, Martin, you ain't going to fight. Ain't nobody going to fight you. Ain't nobody want to hurt you. The ant ain't even going to bite you, Mark. The bumblebee is your friend. Money's coming to you from everywhere. Martin, just go in the house and dream about it. God's going to open the door. That's how I talk to myself. Try it for a minute. Give me some organ so they feel like they're in church. Close your eyes right there. Start talking to yourself. Call yourself by name. Martin, you're so brilliant. You're an amazing person. You're so smart. Everybody loves you. There's a big door that's open for you. Come on, talk to yourself. There's a big door that's opening for you, Martin. Everything you dream, everything you desire is coming to you. Every door is getting ready to open. Everybody loves you. They love me, and I love everybody. I love everybody. I love everybody. I refuse to hate. I refuse. I refuse. I love I come from a God of love, and I am love. Say these words, everybody. I'm big. I'm awesome. There's no person better than me. I feel good. Sometimes I want to jump back and kiss myself. If that fights something in your spirit, you don't see yourself right. Why would God give me a wife to love if I didn't love me first? No, I ain't through. Don't ask me. This is why the Bible says, guard your heart. For out of it flows the manifestation of your life. So guard your heart. Some people you like, like them, but just like them around your ankles. Keep them down there. <laughs> keep, them, keep them right down there. Ain't no, ain't no vital organs down there. <laughs> but you bring them up to your heart, 
They can take you out. Guard your heart. Only let people in who feel good about you. I give you permission not to tolerate anyone that doesn't feel good about you. If you don't feel like when they step upon you, oh, this guy likes me. He's getting ready to fuss at me and we get ready to fight, but he likes me. He feels good about me. Let those people in. Guard your heart. It's really not your blood pumping muscle. It's your mind. Guard your ideas. Guard your mind. Guard your thinking. Don't ask everybody for opinions. Because they will typically give you a dumb one. Can I make it through one more? Watch this. Watch this. Y'all still good? I'm going to give you something now that you need to, you need to just go ahead and get my book because I won't spend time much here. My book on our, what's it, bay? Raise Your Expectations. Right at the top of your page, demand it. Stop asking for it. Demand it. Stop begging. Stop pleading. Tell God to give it to you. <laughs> I got a whole book. You can read the whole thing, but I'll give you this part today. James 1, 6 says, but when he asks, he must believe and not doubt. Because he who doubts is like the wave of the sea, blown and tossed in the wind. You got to believe. James 4, 2. You do not have because you do not ask. Boom. You don't have it because you haven't really asked for what you want. My wife was mentoring a young girl in our church years ago. She came through a rough time, living in a tough place. She had a child. She, a bunch going on with her. I won't describe it all. And she was telling, she was telling my wife, she says, I, I want to be married. And Pastor Nell finally got upset with her. She said, then stop talking about yourself like this. I don't want to hear it anymore. Stop telling me about your life and what happened and who did what and your child and no man wants to raise another child. She says, shut up. <laughs> now, she can't talk to all y'all like that. But this girl fell on her knees and said, Pastor Nell, I don't know how to do this. Show me. She said, next time I talk to you, tell me about what's good about you, what you love, what kind of person you are. Let me teach you how to dream about this man. That girl came up in church, found a man, got married, adopted her son, carries him around like he's own, better than the man she was dreaming about. If you don't see yourself with it before you get it. And someone has to get in your face and make sure you see yourself right. Can I be honest with y'all for real? For real. Why do I ask y'all? Someone wanted me to know and I couldn't tell what was happening. They were watching our, they were watching our church on live, Millie. And they said, you know that Josh is pretty strong. I said, yeah, he's a strong leader. A strong leader. He feels really good about himself. I said, uh, yeah. Uh, and he just comes out with it. He just says what he's thinking. And after the fifth question, I said, what, what, what's happening here? Where, where are we going? Well, he just seems awful strong to be a novice. Huh? And I said, oh, 
tell me what that means. Break that down for me. He kept talking. I kept asking questions. I said, uh, who do you think I am? Do you think I would put someone up in the pulpit here that don't have Do you really think I want to turn over what me and Pastor Nell built to somebody that don't know how to get the thing done? Hold up. I said, hold up, hold up, hold up. He said, he said, Martin, I was just talking. I said, I'll let you talk. But since this is the last time we talk. Okay. Okay, okay. Since this is the last time, my good friend, we talk, you must don't know me. You ain't seen my other sons. I got daughters in this city walking in with high heel shoes, running the joint. I got men who came out of this church running the place where they are. He ain't the only product. We everywhere all over this city. We everywhere all over this town. Our people are big. They don't walk up in there showing rabba, baba, saba, baba, baba. No, they walk in with suitcases and ideas and they walk in with stuff in their heart. He is just one of hundreds. And we're everywhere. But you and me, we can't be friends. I just can't do this. I can't be fighting all day. I can't be with people who are fighting against what I'm manifesting. Please, y'all, sit down. I got to get to my illustration here. When you ask, Paul put a law of manifestation in here. Here's the law. That word, when he says you don't ask, God, this is what the word ask means. It means to call for. I'm calling it. It means to crave it. I'm craving it. It means to desire it. I'm desiring it. It means to require it. Look it up for yourself. When you ask God, you're making a requirement of his. It is yours by right because it's been created by, by him. It's in the unseen and you know it's yours because you desire it. Daddy promises something. Son, if you do this, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. The bicycle is not in the garage, but the money's in the bank. And that son does what mom and dad says. And he comes to dad, he ain't asking now. Dad has promised. And dad got to make this happen. So he's got to go turn that money into a bicycle. Or the son will never believe again. Let me burst your bubble. If you want something from God, bad, if you're craving it, if you're requiring it, it already exists. Try something this week. Demand it. I come for my stuff, God. 
I come for it. You're not the hindrance I was, but it's mine now. Oh, yeah, it's mine. I want it. I want it all. I want everything. I want it in my hands. I want to live in it. I want to drive it. I want to be with her. I want to be with you. I want to be with my family. I want to hire 100 people. That's what I want, and I'm coming to you to get it. I don't care how. Don't make me no difference how you do it. But I'm going to handle it right now. I want it. I want it. I demand it. I require it. I crave it. It's my life you built for me. And I'm not going to stand in my own way anymore. I know y'all tired, but I'm going I'm I'm to make, make you drink this until it starts coming out of your nostrils. Ain't nobody doing nothing to you. No one. No one is doing anything to you. You are doing it to shout it. Stop it. If you love the person next to you, in front of you, behind you, just look at them with your eyes and say, stop it. Next, number five, don't fight for it. Stop fighting. Stop fighting. Here's why. The scripture says in Philippians 4, 6, and 9, says one phrase. Be anxious for nothing. What that means is stop fighting for it. Don't fight for it. Don't fight for it. Don't fight them in HR. Don't, don't, don't fight them. Don't put up your dukes. You don't have to fight for this. When you get anxious, you get scared. When you get scared... You start looking, who's, who's, who's doing this to me? And now you got an enemy you're fighting. Instead, you should just stand there and be still and manifest. Don't fight nobody. My, my wife, she hates these stories. I like them. She had a couple guys that liked her. One went on to the NFL. And uh, they still liked her when I called her. Because we were friends. Grew up in church. You know, we were just friends. I said, I believe God has told me this, and I talked to your father, and I'd like for you to marry me. I knew they were still there. I knew those dudes were still there. Still liked her. Great football players, great athletes. I knew it. But she was mine. You hear me what I'm saying, Matt? Oh, no. Oh, no. I understand. Christina walking across, walking in that, in that restaurant where you work at, Matt all finding them jeans, all popping and everything and smiling, you looking at her, and they're looking at her too. And you're like, I like you. That ain't going to work with Christina. You got to say to Christina, you mine, girl. We got to work this out. Forget him. Yeah, we don't know, we don't know nothing about him. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, no, no, we're going to make this happen. Well, he's already set up. I'm a, girl, just hold on. Stick with me, Linnell. I might not go to the NFL. Just stick with me, though. <laughs> Okay, what I'm saying here is fighting for it means you don't have it yet. You never fight for something, Josh, if you got it. Fighting means, fighting means that it's your worst enemy. Your worst enemy of prayer is effort. Is effort. I, I don't want to do a part two. When you pray and you fight, you've created opposites. Yeah. 
When you pray, know you got it. Get up off your knees, go and do what you got to do. And start doing what you couldn't do before you prayed. If you start fighting, you're telling God, uh, she doesn't think she has it. She thinks she's got to fight for it. Lastly, you got to recognize what you really have already. I already have it. I already have it. Why would I fight for it? What am I fighting for? Who am I fighting? The devil is just a bad idea. Here's the way it should read. It doesn't read in the genitive sense, your kingdom come, your will be done. It reads like this, your kingdom must continually be coming. Your will must continually be done. Doesn't mean it just come. It's continual. It's at the speed of light. God is manifesting in your life right now. What you're trying to do is catch up to it. Manifesting everything God wants for you. My last point is this. Assume you have it. I've been saying it all service. Mark 11 says, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you ask, at the moment you ask, the moment you ask, believe that you have received them, then you're going to have them. That's the law. Y'all with me? That's the law. You got to believe you have it before you have it. Watch this now. They're going to try to get as close as they can. If you remain little, there are a few things you're going to have to presume is going to happen to you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pour these nuts in. These are almonds. With me? Now, these are kidney beans or red beans. Huh? This right here is Mississippi rice. We don't do rice. I don't know what all that. This is rice. So what we got here is we got we got big, we got medium. We got small. But then life happens. Stuff just starts working out in your life. Nobody can stop life from shaking. Nobody can keep things from happening. Now you got three distinct levels. You got small, you got medium, and you got big. Big always rises to the top. Nuh-uh, pastor. No, no. Uh-uh. The almond 
has, you know, he, 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 he had stuff going for him. He had a lot of people helping him. Everybody was helping him. His daddy, his mama, everybody was helping him. Everybody was working on him. You can push large all the way to the bottom. And eventually, he's going to come back to the top. Hey, hey, uh-uh, 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 pastor. No, no, pastor. That ain't how it work. Everybody been working against me, pastor. Everybody been working against me, pastor. Nobody helping me, pastor. So I'm going to take the bean and the rice from the bottom and put it on top. Can't stop life from shaking. Stuff happens. People betray you. People steal from you. People build systems to keep you where you are. There ain't one piece of rice or one bean on the top now. If you don't go big, you get buried. Go big. Y'all see all that rice down there? That rice down there is complaining. Telling everybody what's wrong. How come they couldn't do it? How many people are working against them while it's suffocating? Don't fight the beans or the almonds. Just get big. My friend in Colorado, we went out there. He says, we're going in the mountains now. There probably won't be any bears up there. But we cannot outrun them, he said. I said, I said why do you white people do this stuff? He's my friend, if y'all get upset. He's like, we, I love to do this, Martin. I want to show you. I'm like, man, y'all crazy. I said, I'm a brother. I run from stuff. I run. He said, well, I'm white. I can't. He said, but Martin, you are fast, but you're not 40 miles an hour. He said, if a bear, he said, wear this coat. If a bear comes onto our path, don't run. He said, do this. He said, do this. I said, now I feel stupid. He said, it will keep you alive. I said, what is it? He said, you're making yourself big and usually if the bear is small or medium size it'll just decide I'll leave him alone you got me if there's a devil on your trail just make yourself big If there's an impossibility in front of you, Callie, if they have said you'd never get into law school, if they said you'd never get a scholarship, if they said you'd never graduate with honors, just 
Make yourself big. You don't have to argue. Just, just, just inflate. Puff your chest up. Stick your chest out. Inflate yourself with the goodness of God and walk right up in there. Hey, hey, hey. Tell yourself. Tell yourself right now. Tell yourself. Go. Say go. Talk to yourself. Say go. Talk to yourself. Say go. 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 Go make yourself big. Go make yourself big. Go make yourself big. Go make yourself big. Go. 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 And make yourself swell up. Swell up in yourself. Swell up in your attitude. Swell up in your anointing. Swell up in your gifting. Swell up in your calling. Swell up in your talent. Swell up in what you know. Swell up in what you got. Be proud of it. Shake it, baby. It's your booty. Shake it. It's yours. Stop running away. Stand in the place of confidence. Stand in the place of anointing. Stretch yourself. Whatever you do, don't move. Don't walk away. Stay in there. Make yourself big. When life shakes, just stay big. When things fall apart, just stay big. When you don't know what to do, just stay big. When you don't have power, just stay big. Your bigness will cause you to rise.